everybody. We've got a great episode of The Unknown Pro for you today. I'm your host, Sam Fisher, and today we've got my friend, the truly wonderful Jasmine Jackson. What's up, Jazzy? Hi, Samuel. I love you so much. <laughs> well, that's the episode for you, everybody. Thank you so much, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Jazzy, what's up? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so thankful, so honored to be on The Unknown Pro. This is something that I listen to so that everybody should be listening to and I'm really excited to hear what we got today. Oh my gosh well we do have a very special guest it's you and I just am so excited to kind of dive into your brain and your experiences and just who you are as a person so that everybody can know you better and get to experience you in the way that I feel like I get to experience you and I love you so much so um so yeah Let's just, you know, dive right in. First, though, I want to um, sing your praises and let people know how great you are just in general. Like on paper, these things are really, really cool. In person, you're really, really cool. But um, I wanted to give everybody the layout. So first, you graduated from Cal Berkeley in 2008. Go Bears. Go Bears. Obviously, <laughs> very smart school. Um, <laughs> so you were two-time All-Pac-12 second team, and you made a first team all Pac-12. You were on the all-freshman team for the Pac-12. In 2015, you were a top 10 finalist for freshman of the year, which is really, really cool. Um, You were on Team USA, the junior team in 2015, and then you were on the big team from 2016 to 2019, where, you know, you kind of won a couple of important medals and stuff, whatever, right? (laughs) Um, You were a member of the first ever softball season for Athletes Unlimited, and not only Mm -hmm. that, but you're on the Player Executive Committee, or the PEC, and you're on the Racial Equity Working Group, and the my favorite stat is that you hit the first ever Grand Slam in Athletes Unlimited history. So, you know what? I had to follow up the first ever home run <laughs> by Sam Fisher. So, you know, I'm what? glad I could kind of get on on that board somewhere. That's just women supporting women at that point. You know, great, great. That's so great. <laughs> I okay. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is I think it's already we've been talking for what ten seconds and it's already come across your personality. You're very very much calm, cool, and collected. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before. Have you heard this before? Um, only from everybody that isn't my family or my partner. They all think I'm <laughs> a lot, but. <laughs> I love that so much, but so, okay. So this is something that you hear from others. Um, yeah. Have you always been like that? Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I have been. I think Cal was a big part of that because so much was going on at Cal. Like, obviously, um, academics, super hard. And I wanted to get into the business school, super competitive. I got in, thankfully, but that wasn't without a lot of tears and sweat, probably some blood. Um, But, right. But um, that was super stressful. And then, obviously, not having, you know, a thousand percent wins on the season is not the best. I mean, I was in the PEC. 12, so it was super tough competition. Um, but I think learning how to take every like loss or failure or you know not good grade or crazy situationship or relationship, all of those things into it, t- taking that and kind of um, figuring out ways to get through it has yeah. kind of gotten me to this like more chilled version of me now. Um, and that's my my family always gets the crazy jazz. Partner always gets the attitude jazz. But everybody else, 
they pretty much get to see this like pretty chill calm cool and collective jazz <laughs> it's like an, it's like a, a work of art at this point you know going through exactly so many gosh so, i can only imagine being just like a college student but on top of that being a student athlete as well at such a competitive conference such a competitive mm -hmm. school with you know your brain and all that so you have to give a hundred percent of yourself in so many different places that you almost have no choice but to figure out how to then make yourself even in a way where mm -hmm. you ride like the ups and the downs that comes oh my god you'd be so tired absolutely not uh yeah i um there was so in the app in the application process for um you know the business school mm -hmm. the the highest I got was when I like got in conditionally mm -hmm. and then, but I still had, even then you get in conditionally, but you still have three more or however many more classes that you have to get through before they like say, okay, you're for sure in. Mm -hmm. So even like with that and then um, grades and everybody has family things that they go through and everyone has, um, you know, team things that they go through and softball things. And it's just so, yeah, I think college definitely taught me a lot and actually like taking this alive, having some life lessons and every, everything is going to be crazy sometimes, but you just got to find out ways to navigate it and find like a foundation and a common ground everywhere in every place and go back to that. That's so cool. That's, that's so nice because like there's so many stresses, like you even said, everybody has their thing here. Everybody has this, everybody has that. And, and just knowing that you you face things really head on it seems and i think that that's a really cool thing because there's no avoidance there's no i'm going to deal with that later there's no pushing things to the side because then how how quickly do things build up like that but um mm -hmm. i think that that's that's actually one of the things i wanted to talk to you about is that you're you are really good at compartmentalizing at least from my my view of you and knowing you um over the last however many years now is that you don't really let anything bleed into anything else. Do you feel like that? Is that something that you would agree with or something that you try to do or? It's something that I would agree with, but something that takes a lot of effort, obviously. So, um, you know, there's, there's things that you have to like not bleed into, not let bleed into just who you are as a person. Like, um, for example, just performance, like me, like not performing my tip and like the best, and then like not letting that like kind of affect the whole rest of my life. That's a, that's a really tough thing as an athlete is like, okay, I'm a professional softball player, right? So then automatically I'm telling everybody in the world that my performance is important, yeah. but there's so much more to me than that. And there's so much more to people than just their occupation. So I think that, I mean, even in terms of, you know, things that are going on in the world with COVID or, the election or racism or gender inequality just all of these things are they they can there's ways I can speak out about these different things in different areas of my life but if I let if I honestly really let the fact that the fact that there is no money for us right now or that gender inequality is so freaking massive if I let that like get into well, I'm going to go play softball, but it's, it's fun, but like, but the, my, it, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be able to like play the game that I love in a truly loving way, in a really fun way. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's really important to not let certain things bleed into others for sure.
Yeah, that's, I think that's cool. And it's probably, you know, important in a sense of keeping your, keeping your sanity. Cause it like, oh my, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. If you sit back, you, yeah. If you sit back and you think of all the crazy things uh, in any realm of whatever it could be, like all those things that you mentioned, you'd be like, there'd be no time to sleep at night. Cause you're like, well, I mm-hmm. have, you know, I have to do this after that. I have to think about this and I have to feel things about that because that, I think that's one thing that, um, is important to know about all those things that you mentioned is that you feel it. it it's mm-hmm. not just things you talk about. It's things that you're feeling like mm-hmm. affecting certain people personally affecting, you know, a certain type of person, a certain, this, a certain, that. it's like affecting you and your life and you know, how you live your every day. So that takes mm-hmm. a toll on you in itself. And mm-hmm. I, I realize that we haven't talked anything about softball yet, but that what that's like. <laughs> Sorry, my no, bad. no, it's me. That I, I, me a lot. Even like even no, I no, that's that's one of the things that I wanted mostly to talk about is you as you because you're like you're such a special person in in so many different ways. Um, you're, I'm just saying, you're really cool. Um, and one of the things is the way that you handle things. I, I just really admire it because like what we're, what we've already said is that you, you, you take things head on and that can be scary for a lot of people, especially a lot of people who have so much on their shoulders already. Like you said, you, Mm -hmm. you're a professional athlete. So you're already like, okay, like I told everybody I'm, I'm really, really good. I have to go and now I feel really good. Yeah. (laughs) So my bad. Yeah. Don't, don't take, don't take it too much, you know, too much to heart, but yeah. I, I just, I think that's really admirable. And, and the other thing that I really wanted to talk about before we get into softball talk, because that's obviously going to be on the agenda, um, <laughs> is that you are somebody who's really, really cool. And you like, you treat everybody that you meet in a way that's respectful and in a way that you like, you know, you th- I, th- I think about, I go back to high school where you think of like the popular kids and there were the popular kids that treated the nerdy kids or like the not so cool kids, not very nicely because they were super popular and super cool. And then mm-hmm. there was always that one like really popular, really cool person that was nice to everybody. And that's why they were super popular and cool is because they were just the ones who were like, yeah, come over to my house, hang out, no matter what group you're with, no matter what your background is. And that mm-hmm. I think of you because I think you have a way of treating every person the way that they deserve to be treated no matter if they're the coolest person at, at, at school or if they have no other friends and like pick their nose in the corner of, of class. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're very nice and you're very open, open and warm to people. And, um, Oh, you're welcome. I don't even know if there was a question in that. I think I just want <laughs> like, so a long time to compliment you, <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> but it's really special. And I think that that, I mean, I know so many people that know you and I've not ever heard one person be like, oh yeah, jazz. Like she's whatever. wow. I know. It's, it's all- that, you need to talk to my mom. <laughs> you need to talk to my mom. <laughs> she's actually next. I'm going to interview her. Next. So give me the real details on Jasmine. She would really give it to you. So let's not go there. <laughs> um, I love it. But, but I, I just think that I mean, everybody has a story, even on my worst days, like where I'm like being like, a, I feel like I'm being a terrible person. <laughs> I'm not being a terrible person because like, I'm actually a terrible person. I really am just like really upset about something or like something is really bothering me. So 
I like to think that there's some, there's, you know, when people are going through something, sometimes it shows on the outside and that's not necessarily because they want to hurt anybody or they um, are actually bad people. We, I know a lot of people that have said mean things that are not actually bad people, me being one of them. So I think that just like understanding that everybody has a background as to what they're feeling that day or to what they're doing and, or maybe they're not in the path they want to be. So that might be driving them crazy. There's so many other things that we don't know about. So I think just, um, I think my thing is kind of being like an open space or like a blank canvas for somebody to paint the picture that they want to paint for me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to paint somebody in a way that I'm assuming when I could just let them tell me instead. So I think that's how I try to meet new, when, when I meet new people or when I interact with people, I'll see what I think of. I love that. That's so nice. You're so nice. Oh, it's, I'm nice, but I have an attitude problem. Hey, that's you. cool. I actually, what's funny is I read this I, such a long time ago and I remember sending it to my mom because it was like, parents are like so real in that they will talk crap to your face and then talk nice behind your back like my mom would be like what you can't even fold your bed before noon like what fold your bed make your bed before noon but and then go behind my back I'm so proud of her just for everything I'm like what exactly no like my mom will be like don't do that thing that you do like when you tell to speak and and I'm like okay but then we'll go on LinkedIn and endorse public speaking on my skills so it's like what's going on you're like, are you fake or are you real, mom? Like, what exactly? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, if you want real, because like in real life, people are nice to your face and then say the mean things behind your back. Mm-hmm. The parents who are like, parents so flipped. <laughs> so funny, oh, exactly. So where? So obviously, you being the type of person you are, it bleeds into type of teammate that you are the type of softball player that you are number one very calm cool collected in the box you're terrifying because i'm like i don't know what she's gonna do she's like wow yeah she's just in there she's i'm like, probably terrified too like <laughs> do they know i'm gonna bunt <laughs> yeah I'm like okay she could bunt it or she can hit it really hard right at my body and i don't know so what's funny. gonna happen but um where where do you think um where do you think everything kind of started for you as far as the drive to become the player that you are now when did it start like how did it kind of manifest for you I think it's interesting that you say um like I'm come cool and collected in person and I kind of look like that like when I played too because now that I'm thinking about it I think that there's also there's always been a very selfless part of me and my personality and I think that's maybe being like oldest sibling of four and just where I've grown up and things like that but um I, the real drive for me came when I was like nine, maybe, maybe younger, when I knew that, like, I could go to college and not have my parents pay for it, and I didn't know anything, but that I thought college sounded super expensive, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, I think that was, like, my driving force in the very beginning was, I don't want my parents to have to pay for anything. I want them to take care of my younger siblings. I want them to, like, I want to be 18 and move out and them not have to worry about me. Like I want them to know like they did a good job, you know, and I don't want them to stress about it. So uh, that was like my number one thing. That's always been my number one thing is I wanted to go to college and get it completely paid for. And then um, 
yeah so then I kind of worked hard based off of that also I'm just a very competitive person in general it's a curse it's a blessing but it's a curse um so and, and I love learning and I think being competitive and learning go hand in hand because you can't be competitive and like be stagnant you know like if you want to be the best you have to get better you have to work to be the best so um I think what I said with wanting to go to college and having it paid for along with like my competitive nature really forced me to like learn the game on different levels and um you know I'm not necessarily an Amanda Chittister and can just hit bombs like that but I can do <laughs> but right but I'm fast and I can do different things and I can like really um like foster my strengths yeah. and um and and be and not be anybody else would be the best like Jasper Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think and and you know, with being on Team USA and obviously, you know, having to go through that whole process and the emotional thing and the mental thing with the whole yeah. thing. It's like you some people think like there's like a one USA player type of way. Like that's that's who you have to be. But really, a team would never work if everybody was the same, if everybody was a pitcher or if everybody was a first baseman. Like, there, you need the dynamic in, in teams. Um, so I think really understanding that you need to be different um, in order to be the best, in order to work for a team um, was something that really got me to where I am now. I love I, – gosh, that's – I think that's so awesome because it's true. Everybody – is a different moving piece in this sport, you know, if, yeah, it, it's not going to work. If, if, like, if, if, if you have nine chitties in your lineup, it's going to be terrifying, but it's, it's going to be a totally different lineup than when you have one, two, three, four, all the way through nine being totally different and utilizing everything to kind of make it a well-oiled machine. But exactly. Um, it's, it's actually kind of funny how often chitty comes up in random conversations. I'm thinking Dude, also nine chitties. That wouldn't be terrible. I know you yeah. like, you, that's the one, probably one player you'd get away with it where it's like, you know what, you can't be all the same, you know, cause they're, they're going to score 40 runs. They not going to very well, but she's going to try really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I love that it started from you just wanting to do something for your, for your, for yourself, but to help your parents. Mm -hmm. do they know that have you told have you told them that oh they absolutely know and I, I think <laughs> I think it kind of started with them in that you know like they put me in softball when I was like seven and then they're like wow she's like picking this up that fast you know and then <laughs> I I obviously loved it because you know you feel good doing something that you're good at and you know you don't realize that you like it because you're good at it when you're young but um I had a lot of encouragement from my parents and they wanted me to stick with it. And um, honestly, they know because I've always been that kind of kid. Um, I've always been like a good kid and like trying to do like my best for them or whatever. But um, I think it was super important in, uh, in middle school when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can't sleep over at my friends' places. Like I can't do all of these fun things. Can't go to the lake on the weekend. Um, and that was when like that those the reasons why I was doing this at such a young age like okay by the time I'm in middle school I'm 11 through 13 like why right. was I thinking this before then um <laughs> anyways they definitely my parents definitely know um but I think that it was from me it wasn't from them it was from yeah. me because they would have supported me no matter what right. um 
but they pushed me. They knew what I wanted. So um, once I, I, my dad always tells a story about how when I was 10, we had like a really big talk conversation about like, you're going to need to want it more than me. And I was like, <laughs> so, so they really like pushed me because they knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I think that is such a key. I think, especially with parents, with coaches, whatever it is, is pushing you because they knew what you wanted. It wasn't because mm -hmm. what they wanted. It was because they saw something in you. You probably had conversations about it. Like how cool would it be to play and, and continue playing and whatever those conversations mm -hmm. probably look like, but being able to push you and uh, support you through things that you decided that you wanted and mm -hmm. you look how far you've been able to go because of that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and knowing yourself, knowing what you maybe needed in order to be pushed in order, order to kind of achieve those things. But I think that's, mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And I think that that's such a full circle kind of thing, because like you said, like it's, it is it's selfless and you are a very, being a good teammate comes with a certain level of being selfless. Yeah. It really Absolutely. does. Absolutely wanting the best for those around you, even if you might not be doing the best or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. And I think that kind of leads a little bit into talking about um, Athletes Unlimited in that we we're both members of the PEC where we get to make, mm -hmm. you know, talk about how these discussions make some decisions for the league, for the players, which mm -hmm. comes with a sense of thinking about others before you really think about yourself in that sure. way about the group. But um, one thing I think that's really cool about you is that you're not only on the PEC, but you're, you're with the racial equity working group. And I think that you guys put on so many great things for us while we were in season, but what has that been like? What was it like kind of forming that group? And what are the ins and outs that you guys really talk about when it comes to the, the topics, but also maintaining being that professional softball player. Like, how does that work together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I was actually on a call with them this morning, and we kind of went over um, with volleyball and lacrosse and some new members of the racial equity working group why we wanted to be a part of this. And I was kind of thinking back as to why I joined, um, because I'm thinking, like, oh, this is a lot. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's hard enough, you know, like, being Black sometimes and having to deal with this and, like, my brothers and my dad and my sister and my mom like having to deal with everything mm -hmm. but then like now having to talk about it, like I don't know if I really want to talk about it right yeah um but I instead of like I was really sad for at least like a week about everything going on with George Floyd Breonna Taylor everything but then um I was like no like I have to be constructive with an outlet you know I, I need a constructive outlet for this um, and I do want to make change. And that is like one of the main things in my life that I want to do is make the, you know, as for a lot of people is make the world a better place and, and using my strength to do that. So I think that with the racial equity working group and the PEC, I, being on both of those, I felt like I had some kind of superpower because like I could figure out what we needed with the racial equity working group and then bring it to the PEC without having to go through like a whole bunch of steps, but be able to work with both of those groups directly and be that link, I think was super awesome and super um, effective in a way um, by, by, be able, by being able to uh, bring those groups a little bit closer together. Mm -hmm. And, but, but during Athletes Unlimited playing and then also running these uh, Friday Night Lights um, which is 
just for the podcast was a series of event that um, me, Alicia Casio, and uh, Erica Piancastelli, we're part of the Racial Equity Working Group. Uh, we put together for every Friday night um, while we were at Athletes Unlimited to talk about uh, different topics that are, are important to the world right now. Um, but anyways, doing that and playing softball was kind of really tough. And I was kind of upset that I felt like I wasn't being the absolute best I could be like on the field. But I also knew that I couldn't put it all on, you know, doing other things at AU because because of COVID before we got there, I couldn't train the way I would normally train if I was getting ready for a season. So I X that out and I wasn't going to let myself dwell on that. Yeah. Um, but, but it was a lot to juggle. I'm not going to lie because it's like, I want to make sure I'm providing like an experience and a safe space and, um, I don't just, just a place where, um, my fellow athletes can, or my fellow women can talk about what they want to talk about and what is, what rests heavy on their heart. Um, so I think it was, I felt like two different people sometimes, like <laughs> yeah. Cam, the racial equity working group. And I have like three games this weekend, but it was also, it was really nice that I did have the racial equity working group because I'm like, okay, I don't have to go on. I'm, I don't have to practice today. I could just work on Friday night lights, you know, like I don't have to, um, I, I got those two different um, outlets, I would say. So that was cool. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about, obviously COVID with the restrictions and stuff where we only had certain amount of activities to do or that we could do or whatever, mm-hmm. but Friday night lights, we had out of 57 girls, women that we had playing, we had a, at least half of that at every Friday night lights. Mm-hmm. And that, even if there was other things going on or whatever it is, like that's so many people that came every single time to all so these cool. different topics. And I think that the three of you, it was really cool because you guys made it comfortable to talk about things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think naturally being in that position for you, how it was probably tough. It was heavy. It was a lot to think about, but you are, you're, you're naturally just because of the way that you are, you're naturally a leader. And I think that that being a leader comes with responsibility and Mm -hmm. that I think that, I mean, I think you handled it so well of, of being able to put on these things with, with Lily and Steli being able to put these Friday night lights on and to just talk about things that it like they were going on, bringing attention to things, educating, yeah. like you know, giving us books that we can go buy and and, <laughs> and movies to watch and all this different, all this you know, all these different things. I think I think it's cool because I think that you really handled the responsibility in, in such a strong, such a strong way, you know, and and made people like well, shoot, like season's over. That means Friday night lights is over. Like what are we going to do now on Friday? Oh, so sweet. So I, I, I think that with, with anything comes balance. And I love what you said about, you know, that because that you said that you were really sad and it, it, I can, I can only imagine those feelings at the beginning of kind of, not the beginning, but this year, especially all those things being so heavy and that you decided to go with action and mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really cool in, in being an activist, but also in, you can relate it to number one, being a woman, because there's so many things all the time, right? To deal mm-hmm. with as being a woman. 
dealing with being black, dealing with all these different things going on, but then translating it into also being a freaking softball player. Like there all these things. And it's like, you have to go out there and you have to perform. You got to get those win points. So do win points. So all the win watching the world series and I'm sitting here like, okay, win this inning, you guys. Exactly. Come on. It's just, cool this one thing. just win this one. Why like, are you leaving runners on base? Yeah. Those are, those are points right there. <laughs> but so I think that, I mean, no, but I think regardless of whether it's something huge going on in the world or something huge going on in your own personal life, you know, whether you're in a slump or going through a breakup or, you know, getting bad, great, whatever it could look like and mm-hmm. not letting that get not in the way, but not preventing you from still getting on the field and performing. Do you, do you think that, that you um, set things aside when you step on the field? Or do you think that the things that are making you maybe sad or upset or, or these types of things that we're talking about, does it add to your fuel on the field or field? Or how does that kind of work for you? Personally, I have to set them aside. I yeah. absolutely have to. Um, Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Because my teammates deserve the best me and the happiest me and all of these things. I got in like a little tiff with my partner, probably about something stupid, uh, like right before I think one of the games or during warmups or something, not during, I think training room or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we need to fix this now because I'm going to sit, I need to sit, I need to get this done with before the game because I need to give the game and I need to give my teammates and the people around me um freaking ESPN I need to give these people <laughs> the best right I need to give these people the best me and I I kind of wore my emotions on my sleeve and I I don't I I, I want to give everything to these people because they're going to give me everything and and they deserve that and I deserve that um it was probably about freaking I don't know Jamba Juice or something like well my you don't remember my Jamba Juice or, I don't know so probably yeah. something 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 really stupid but either way I, I do like to and even in terms of like racial equity and especially gender income inequality those types of things I have to set those things aside for those aren't on the field things on the field things this is what you love to do this is what makes you happy this is where you get to learn and be yourself and be super like energetic and just love life at the same everything at the same time like in between the lines and in the and on you know in the dugouts which is really fun a really good time too um (laughs) this is like this is your ultimate escape and um so I definitely love to set aside everything else even though I know that things are important um I I get to have my hour and a half or two hours of self-care so I love that um yeah I I feel like I coined that as self-care for myself is being able to let myself fully commit to those things oh my gosh did you see my eyebrows almost went up to the (laughs) hair that I've never heard it put that way before is that your game or or practice whatever it is your that's self-care oh my god dude I don't know how to, I don't know how to go on with my day now after <laughs> because so many times and obviously everybody, me included, talk about the hardships that come with the game and you would never put that totally. in the same conversation as self-care, but, but it is self, you're good. You're mm-hmm. out there. You've worked your ass off for how many years to play this mm-hmm. game at the highest level. 
going out and playing it at the highest level, even if you have the worst game ever, that's your self-care. You're like, oh my God, this is, this is my thing. This is, this yeah. is my face mask and glass of wine at the end of the night is. And, and yeah. And people say like, oh, I journal for self-care or I meditate or I listen to music, but you can't tell me that when you journal, it's always about happy, fun things. You can't tell me when you listen to music for self-care, it's always like Lizzo tempo you know like you can't tell me that it's always these things like you you're always taking you you work through things a lot in self-care because you're going through something so I, I don't see why softball has to be like it's only self-care if I don't go for four or if I do great or yeah. you know oh my god my mind I wish that I could make myself emoji with the the brain because <laughs> that is just I that is the greatest comparison and analogy I think I've ever heard in my whole entire life no way I swear to god because now now obviously I'm I'm thinking a little bit about my own life and reflecting on softball and people have asked me before you know if you're having you know bad at bats or if you're having a tough time in the games like what do you do to kind of help yourself get through that and I'm like I go play more softball and that's always (laughs) been my answer and Mm -hmm. I realized that what you're saying is just, I feel like that's been something I've been doing for so long is that my self-care is, you know, lacing up my cleats and swinging a bat. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if it's ugly, you're like, okay, well, let's just go do that some more. Yeah, exactly. You don't just get a pedicure once, you know? (laughs) Thank you. You got one now. Yeah. You, (laughs) maybe this year might be different, but (laughs) yeah. That I think, oh my gosh, what a, what an awesome way to look at it. And because there are things that, that go on that are a lot heavier than striking out three times in one game, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. to go out there and be able to have your little, you know, oasis of softball, whether it is perfect or not, that's gosh, I, it doesn't happen to me a lot where I don't have, (laughs) I really, does everybody know how much this girl reads? She's heard it all. So I am so honored. I've heard it all. I've read it all. But that, yeah, that is, that is such a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, and, and people talking, like, and I've said this too. A lot of people say this is, you know, softball being what you do and not who you are. And that mm-hmm. I think using it in a way that can add to who you are like that, I think is it's, it's, I, you know, think about it on the field. You are, energetic you're confident you're supportive you're all why wouldn't I want to be that person off the field mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want you know softball Sam or softball jazz to be grocery store Sam and and movie exactly yeah. you know what I mean like I oh my god I'm just this is just the coolest thing I, you're so great you're, <laughs> you're just, great no get out of here <laughs> I I I love I just I love I, I feel like I'm going to be thinking about about this thing for like the next three days and my, my mom's coming to visit me like mom guess what jasmine said but she's not gonna understand because she's zero percent competitive so she's like i don't get it i thought i thought self-care was like wine you know <laughs> i mean it is too but yes yeah you can have the wine after the soft Spot on mom yeah <laughs> wow i i love that way of putting it because it, it really creates a more positive view of it when you could look at it as like oh crap like i've been hitting like absolute dog poop and almost mm-hmm. not looking forward to going out and doing the thing that you've been working on doing for mm-hmm. so long I mean mm-hmm. you said what you said you you were signed up for softball around seven and now you're mm-hmm. four yep 
That's so many time. years of dedication. It's been a long time. Has there ever been a point that you've wanted to change directions and, and not do softball or, or has it always been just like, we're doing softball? Um, definitely in middle school when I was like, you, you, you said that before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In middle school when I was like, I can't have any friends sucks. And then, um, I also went to Cal, um, a big reason I went to Cal was because I wanted to go straight into the workforce after I graduated. So that's why I went to Cal. Yeah. Um, was not planning. It's like, I say I wasn't planning on winning, winning any national championships, but like when you're there, it's like, we're winning the night. Right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so like, I was realistic with myself prior to, but a little less realistic in the moment. Um, right. But I knew, I thought I wanted to go straight into the workforce right after I graduated. Didn't want to play at all. I was going to be done. Um, but then I ended up being on the, na- the junior team and then the national teams um, while I was there. So it kind of got me into this pro world um, while well, not being pro yet. Right. And then once I made the team two years after I graduated, it kept, I had to keep playing. And then I was put into the softball world. And I was like, I know I don't want to do this, but like I'm doing it. So how do I kind of combine the two things that I love? Like I, I love problem solving and figuring things out. And what softball go- is going through is a huge problem. Like yeah, we're right. not making the money we're supposed to be making. Right. We are not giving the opportunities we should be given. So I'm like, boom, now I'm stuck doing both. And I'm happy that I'm stuck doing both because um, I, I think without the path that I went on with softball, I would have left softball um, at a place it shouldn't be left um so now I'm really excited that I've been able to kind of combine the two and I'm starting my journey a little bit with being part of the PEC and the racial equity working group um and hopefully uh with with this little it feels like it felt like an internship but with with these groups that I've been a part of um I can now take this side of the, the administration side and then the softball side um understanding both on very high levels and then putting that into something great later. So, yeah. Oh, that's that I you're number one. You're gonna do great things, whatever it is that you decide to do. And me too, girl. Oh, get out of here. But I love this podcast. <laughs> it's so much fun. Look, <laughs> this is my most mind blown moment. I've I've never had a moment like this, at least on <laughs> on you know on film. But I think that's so like maybe unexpected of where you're at right now with with your initial plans but like you said think of everything that you've probably learned just in this year of of maybe now Mm -hmm. kind of molding what you want to do post retirement post playing knowing Mm -hmm. all the things you know now that if you would have just gotten a job after college you, you like you said you wouldn't you wouldn't know and and being in all these all these facets with athletes unlimited and knowing that like knowing really seeing in action what you can do yeah for without, sure. while still playing softball without having to leave softball behind look at everything that you've been able to do and think about it what when did you join the PEC was it June July time frame I think it was July or very yeah. late June I think it was yeah. July I don't know and, and right now it's October like that's not a lot of time to make such waves that you've been able to do, to, to be a part of the things like that. When you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, when you get a job and you start, you know, making moves and stuff, it's like, 
three months, that's it. Three, three, four months that, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. So I think that that's so cool. All the things that you've been able to do while also hitting the first grand slam ever in athletes. Unlimited. Dude, didn't even I, know I did it. That was, I, and I can't believe it because obviously I was witnessing it and I was like, that was 100% a no doubter off the bat. <laughs> that ball was out of the park. Like, I, I saw the ball like out, like, oh, that's out by the time I was at second base. So I was doing way too much, doing way too much. <laughs> like I really got to run this one out. She might catch it. <laughs> you, you are... I feel like this has just been an episode of, of me complimenting you, which is, was my, oh. it was my plan. No, I, I need to start my own podcast, but I can just have this for you. Oh my God. I would listen to your podcast every single day because I love listening to you talk. And I think you have so many good things to say and so much to offer to every human. The more unknown grow. <laughs> listen, we're, we sure are all unknown. I'll tell you that. <laughs> No, it just, you get used to it. You can go to the grocery store and no one bothers you because nobody knows that you're a professional athlete. And it's, it's I think you just dress like one. It's, yeah. <laughs> like what are jeans? Fun. My jeans are from Costco. That's how much of a, you know, unknown pro that I am. But it, <laughs> even, I'm sure you've had this too, where even, oh yeah, you have had this when you're working out and there was a team watching and you probably thought you were silly and like, I will straight up tell kids, like, yeah, I, I play professional softball. And they're like, all right. I'm like, oh, that's, I guess that's not impressive. Okay, I'm going to go put, like, my, you know, posters away of pro players from, from years past. It's fine. Everything's fine. That's so, so funny. That's the life that we lead. So but funny. I, I'm so grateful that we were able to have this conversation. I think that every word out of your mouth is important. And I, th- I, I mean, no pressure or anything. I don't, you know, I that could be like, that could be a lot of pressure. It's like everything you say weighs a lot for me. Okay. Uh, I like to organize and plan. Oh gosh. I just throw something random out there. That, and, and that is important to me. I'll tell you that. that <laughs> it inspires me with my planner organization. Okay? Like, um, Post your planner and tag it. I oh Subscribe and look at the planner. Yes, that's, <laughs> your writing is a lot cuter than mine, but that's okay because you're like, it's, it just makes, it just goes with the territory, but yeah. I'm so thankful that, that we had this conversation. I'm also really thankful that I have you in my life as somebody that I feel like I can talk to about anything and even the hard stuff, no matter what kind of hard stuff it is. I think that that's such an important piece of Jasmine Jackson is that like you, you, are so open, you know, talk about open door policy. That's that. I think that I, I just feel like you're somebody that I can talk to no matter what the, what the topic, what the weight of it, what, you know, whether it's related to either of us personally or not, like you're somebody that is, you're a, you're a, just a walking safe space. And oh, I always got your back. I swear. I always got your back, whatever that means, you know? And I just, I'm, I'm so glad that you shared everything um with me today and let me let me uh, probe you for for your answers but um Thank you're you. just you're so great you're great <laughs> <laughs> this is, these are the vibes we need to take into the future it's just you're great no you're great you know like dude 2020 this is where we're at we need to roll this some good vibes into 2021 yes. Yeah. Keep going because we know that the first half of 2021 might not still be amazing, but these, we already went through the bad vibes. We're in the good vibes and bring those in. We'll be good. 
I think that's a perfect recipe for greatness, you know? Perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, Jasmine, you, you have been so great and I'm so happy that you joined me today and I look forward to many more great conversations and I'm so happy about my, you know, you, you blowing my mind and, you know, like everything about softball being self-care because that was, man, that was just what 2020 needed was that realization. So I appreciate oh, I'm glad. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? We'll, uh, we're going to be friends after this is done recording. So I'll see you around, you know? Absolutely. See you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Jazzy. Thanks, Samu. Bye.